0: Today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. If someone points out a typo or a a mistake these days, within the first two weeks, I'll fix it. Beyond that, it's in the vault. It's on record.
1: How does somebody point out a typo to you these days? That would require you to write an (laughs) (laughs) article.
0: Download Maddox versus the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com.
1: You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com.
0: Welcome to the best debate in the universe, every debate in the universe, from nostalgia to fibromyalgia, with over 2.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the Maharaja of moderation, Raka Raka Ali. Yes, sir. And moderator in training, James Elias. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. Guys, we got an exciting show. We always do. They're always exciting. and. People call me out on that. They say, Maddox, are you ever going to have a non-exciting show? I say, no, you fucking idiot. (laughs) The best debate in the universe. This guy gets his talking points from Donald Trump. (laughs) We're so tired of winning all the time. So coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about whether or not quantum mechanics can disprove subjective reality. But first, I want Wait, to. do introduce...
1: if it can it can?
0: <laughs> How do you disprove subjective reality? That's what I copied it word for word from your text,
1: fuckface. Here, yeah. What? You <laughs> what I meant to say is, uh, is objective. it evidence for subjective the subjectivity of reality? Okay. Today's debate is: Can quantum
0: mechanics disprove objective reality? But first, I want to introduce our guest this week. He's a physicist, James Elias. James, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on, Maddox. Thanks. I've been yeah. I've been a fan of yours since I was in high school. Like, uh, we're running out of time, guys. No, we're
0: not. No, we're not. We have plenty of time. Okay. All right, this is my favorite part of the show. Yeah. To, to talk about me. Yes, <laughs> go on. Been a big fan of mine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Since since I could jack off, uh, you mm. know, correlation, causation. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I'm not sure, but uh, my friend gave me, you know, your book uh, when I was in high school. Kind of lame that you didn't go out and buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of lame. But although his friend did. That's
0: pretty cool. Who's yeah. your friend? We should have your friend on the show. Yeah. I like, I like... Basically... Too late to get your friend on? <laughs> <laughs> I like people who like me. That's my policy. Yeah, but he yeah.
1: does. So, you know, he we can have a whole show. Like, is Maddox the best debate in the universe? Or maybe that's been settled already. Yeah, so. it's,
0: it's uh, very short. Actually, we're going to have some voicemails to that effect later on in the show. I brought some in. Especially, we had our guest from last week, Alan Denton. We debated whether or not nostalgia is ruining television. Yeah. We have the results of that debate. And... Alan himself called in. We're going to play those voicemails later at the end of the show. If you guys want to leave a voicemail, it's madcastmedia.com. The phone number is on the bottom of the page on the best debate in the universe. But first, we should get to the debate this week. Can quantum mechanics disprove objective reality? James, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you first
1: stab at this debate. Can it? Why or why not? So, in my view, anyone who's under the impression that it shows that reality is that quantum mechanics shows that reality is subjective or somehow consciousness dependent they just haven't really looked at the evidence that has led to the theory itself and this includes a lot of people with PhDs a lot of people (gasps) with yeah people with PhDs can be wrong oh Oh, it's Ruckus. Fa- Ruckus has got the <laughs> biggest boner
0: right now because he loves it when, when science or academics is questioned. Or I love this how he proven. groups
2: science and academics together like, the, like they're one in the same. <laughs> well, no, but yeah, you, having love, a, you, having you love a diploma.
0: hating both. You, you love demonizing both. That's oh, the, I demonize that's, science. You hate it. You, I hate well, actual science. This we'll see. I,
1: mean, I never knew that. Th- that. This is part of the issue we should talk about because it's there's a difference between having a respect for science and having faith in science. Oh, and interesting. science an interesting, is the yeah. opposite of faith. And so if, if it means you take in the evidence and you evaluate it objectively, just in terms of what's there, what you can see, not in terms of how you feel about it or in terms of what other people have said. And a lot of PhDs, I think because of the way that we're educated, we've accepted the package of quantum mechanics without looking at the evidence that led to it. So we don't really understand it, or at least a lot of scientists don't. A few of them do understand it. They say, no, it's, it's BS. It's not in favor of subjective reality. If you just look at the brute facts, the brute experiments. But um, the people who first made the theory, they uh, were subjectivists. They believed in subjective reality already, so they interpreted the facts through that lens. But if you just simply look at the facts there's no evidence for it just in terms of the facts themselves there's no evidence for reality you're saying so, for sub- subjective, subjective reality, reality. okay so sub- there's evidence for reality well, how or, can there, how, just how open
0: can, your eyes <laughs> I mean how can there ever be uh, evidence for uh subjective reality or how can you disprove subjective reality subjective reality is by definition subjective it is a construct created in the person in the observer's mind right it's subjective. That's the definition. But of It's debate. not reality. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Well, there, there you're is making n- an assumption, Rucka. That's a big assumption. If it's, that's it's, the if it's subjective,
2: then it's subjective. It's not objective. Well, can th- we just hold on? We might yeah. have some people listening that don't actually know what these words mean. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's not all assume that they're a week away from graduating like you are, and and actually are educated. because <laughs> uh, You know, of course, <laughs> academic achievement is the only way to know anything in this right, world. And right. And the only way you can ever be right. Rucka knows all so about that.
1: Objective means what? objective means it was what i said earlier it's it's based on the evidence that you can see not based on what you feel and not based on what other people have said in oh. other words in other words objective it
2: exists whether or not you're conscious of it it exists right
1: objectively it's a fact it's there yeah right and as a scientist i like to i like to emphasize the fact that we have contact with what is objectively there if you just base your decisions on the senses and nothing else and then subjective is opinion
2: yes or it's like subjective means
1: subjective means well not all interpretation i think is subjective so that may be sort of a side debate we can have but a subjective interpretation uses your own feelings or perhaps the feelings or statements of others as part of the evidence. But the, but your feelings and other people's statements are not admissible as evidence.
0: Well, hold on. So, I mean, you're making a, an assumption that it is possible to detach your feelings and your life experiences from your interpretation. I
1: do believe that's possible. Okay. Yeah. Now,
0: now, now is a good time to introduce the buzzers that we will all be using. Here's the sound of mine. James, let's hear yours. And Rucka, let's hear yours. If you hear a buzzer from any of these fine gentlemen, that means that someone has disagreed with someone else, that we want to point out a logical fallacy or a correction. So uh, that's why I did one of these, because now you are that's a pretty big burrito to swallow right yeah. now, that you are assuming that it is possible to detach your life experiences from your interpretation. For those who are new listeners to the show, I am going to be arguing the other side of the debate. I always do, no matter what. Rucka is moderating. Uh, he may inter- interject as well with some of his opinions from time to time. That doesn't sound like something I would ever do. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> nice. But I am going to be arguing that quantum mechanics can disprove objective reality. And uh, it's an interesting debate for so many reasons. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And something I've been looking forward to for a long time. James, you're the perfect guest to have this conversation. And we talked about before the show that this topic, this debate is probably going to get us as close as possible to the interface of science and philosophy. And I think that's exactly where we are going to be treading this entire episode, that interface itself. Because there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's start here, because it's already brought up. Interpretation. You think there can be
1: objective interpretation. How and why do you believe that? Because it's possible to simply look at the facts and make judgments just based on that. Now, I'm not going to claim that that's easy. I'm not saying like, oh, well, just just fucking do it. Like, n- n- no, you it it takes a lot of times it takes some um, sort of introspection. You have to realize when you're bringing your own preconceived notions, when you're bringing those things to the field and ask yourself, am I am I making a decision based on what I see or am I be- making a decision based on what I want to see? And you can ask yourself that question, you can introspect, you can find out whether you're applying good reasoning methods or bad reasoning methods. And, you know, it's a process, but it's possible to achieve objectivity.
0: Okay, I'll I'll give you that it's possible to go through that process, but how likely is it to happen in the ordinary person? I think most people are not that introspective and not going to be thinking so critically as to question their preconceived notions. And by the way, the concept of a preconceived notion itself is amorphous. It's one of these things where uh, you really have to be cognizant, very cognizant of yourself, to be able to... Look back and say, I have these beliefs because of something else that I believed prior. I mean, those are really highly, you know, highly advanced thinkers. Rucka, you interrupted. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what do you want Does with it your Does strike
2: you as ironic that you're sitting here talking into a microphone surrounded by technology devised by science? Science, actual science, not fucking Jesse Heisenberg-esque uh, subjectivist thinkers, but actual science brought us all these things about based on the fact that you can observe reality and... And experiment and conclude. Yeah, I will not be
0: condescended to by somebody who who went to, to try to go into law to get out of a weed ticket <laughs> or weed fine. Was that what it was? The, the weed ticket inspired <laughs> me
2: to go to oh, school, okay. and so that I, I, so that I could yeah. someday feel comfortable in a courthouse and not feel intimidated by the man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should try taking matters into your own hands sometimes instead yeah. of uh, sitting around going, oh man, reality is subjective.
0: There's nothing I can do well that's not that's not that's my no, here and this is a good time to play the straw man what? argument because no one made that argument See what he does no one made that argument Everything he
2: straw mans me every time you, i say right. something he can't handle <laughs> no he he, he tells me i'm straw manning him which is a straw man who made that argument who is saying <laughs> can can I a double straw man <laughs> can i get a
0: double straw man i don't know how that would sound it would be like I a, you know i can make that i can make that right. happen we'll play with that next
1: time straw man uh, all the way down but
0: let's get back to this uh, this topic of subjective versus objective reality and the tools that you use to measure and interpret reality. Now, James, it sounds like you're making the argument that you can make an observation of facts mm-hmm. and come away with an objective interpretation of those observations. Right? Yes,
1: it's hard, but it's possible, and okay. it's done all the time, as Rucka pointed out.
0: Well, it, I mean, there's no, there's you. I, I haven't seen any evidence for that. In so far as the show goes, give me, give me some evidence. Here's the show an itself evidence. is here's evidence. An, yeah, here's
1: an evidence. This, this microphone records my voice clearly. It's not perfect, but it records it clearly. Now, if the inventor fucked it up and it didn't record voices clearly, he could have two options. He could say, like, "Uh, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to I'm uncomfortable with the fact that I fucked it up. Uh, Let's just pretend it went fine. Or he could say, no, the facts clearly bear out that I need to try again. And so he tried over and over until his process was objective, until his process showed that he had a clear grasp of the principles involved, whatever they are to make a microphone. And he succeeded. Yeah, and, and the inventor,
2: the fact he was able to eat breakfast that day, it means he understood that, that yeah, food right. exists, that oh, hold exists, on, hold on. that we, the listen. world exists. One you at can't a time. sit around One saying shit doesn't exist or it's subjective <laughs> oh, yeah, I and can't, survive I, I for can't very, very long. long. I you do talking, whatever I want. You talking right now is an admittance that words mean something. Yeah. That existence exists. Yeah, and I think the and word we, you're
0: looking for is admission, not admittance. <laughs> 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 Boom. Boom. See Scormatic. words have meaning. <laughs> oh, sweet irony. Well, let's talk about this microphone thing because just before the podcast started, James, you put mm-hmm. your headphones on, and what what did you what did you experience? What did you notice when you put your headphones I, on? I heard
1: my own voice. Yeah, and and it's
0: kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone everyone who hears their voice once it's recorded, everyone who hears their voice. Generally, it's, it's a, a little bit jarring because they're not used to it. The way you hear your voice inside your head as you're talking is echoing inside your skull and creates a different phonic signature than what you hear when it's recorded. Right. So this even this argument that you just made that you can say that this is an objective thing that exists, that, that we can all agree that it's creating an accurate interpretation of your voice, is again an interpretation of your voice that is subject to the physics of the microphone itself, the air pressure the compression technology that's used in the uh, MP3 codec, in the rate at which people hear it. There's so many things that go into it. I could spend an entire hour arguing against that simple observation that you made. So let's get back to this, though. <laughs> interpretation versus, uh, you know, if you can make an objective interpretation of facts, right? I want to talk about an example that happened in 1951. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to preface this that... I got a lot of these examples from a book called You Are Not So Smart. And it talks about cognitive biases and this very phenomenon of observing things objectively. There was a game. It was Dartmouth versus uh, Princeton. It's Dartmouth, right? Is that how it's pronounced? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was a football game. And during this football game, uh, Princeton, I think, all year long had been dominating. And their star athlete, their star player, got their nose broken by Dartmouth. And after that, the game became much more violent, more violent. One of the other players from the other team uh, uh, broke another player's leg, and and uh, it got very, very violent and very heated. After the fact, both schools published papers about the event, and the Princeton one characterized Dartmouth as being uncivilized, uncouth, uh, very barbaric in their in their behavior and unsportsmanlike, and Dartmouth published almost the exact same thing, but from a mirror perspective about Princeton. So, they you know these uh, psychologists from dartmouth looked at the events and they said well clearly there has to be an objective truth as to what happened here uh what's going on and so they took some students from both schools brought them in and they had a tape they showed them the event that it actually occurred they asked these players these uh, these students what happened even after watching it because clearly that's a recorded evidence of what happened that's recorded evidence of the event and both students from two different schools came away with two different opinions even though they were both viewing the same quote objective reality so okay. how do you explain
1: how do you explain that dishonesty dishonesty it's just yeah if you if you just if you just refuse to see the facts in front of you what is that called well dishonesty that's well, just and and a lot of people it it turns out that a lot of people choose to be dishonest i would never dispute that it's just it's possible to choose to be honest to uh-huh. choose to uh, I, I, except the facts.
0: Well, I, it could be. It could also be the fact that they genuinely
1: believe what they believe based I, on their yeah. based on their cognitive biases. I I don't doubt that they genuinely believe it, but they. So it's not dishonesty. No, but they've they've genuinely decided to not look at the facts, and so they genuinely came to the opinion of. Like, not genuine in the the moral sense, but, like, they really do believe it, but they're bullshitting themselves.
2: Yeah, and keep in mind that your mind and your rational faculty is a muscle, like every other muscle. It atrophies, doesn't it? it? Yeah. If you don't use it, if you don't use your muscles. Or if you
1: use it improperly. If
2: you use it improperly, if you practice being dishonest, or if you practice evading reality, and in a culture where the... Smartest people among us, the academics, the intellectuals, are constantly overstating this um, subjective Heisenberg nonsense, constantly overstating these cases where, oh, someone thought they saw something and didn't as evidence that your, your faculty cannot be entirely trusted. People, they fall into the habit of not even taking their own rational
0: abilities seriously, and they don't really use them. Well, that's that's a very black and white view of whether or not people can view objective reality or not. That's saying it's all or nothing. It's not. It's not necessarily all or nothing. And this is James. You said that these people were not looking at the facts. They were looking at the facts, and they came away with, came away with two different interpretations of what happened. Now, I think what's really going on is the cognitive bias of confirmation. So what they are doing is rather than Looking at the information without having made a conclusion, they have made a conclusion first, and then they look for evidence that supports their conclusion. And I think that's what happens more often than not, including and especially
1: in science. I I, I don't like the phrase, that's what happens. Like, oops, ah, cognitive bias, oops, confirmation bias, oops. Well, no, it doesn't just happen. People choose to have it. Well, or they choose to. You may even argue that that's sort of the default position is that, like, if you already have a certain thing you're expecting, that's what you're going to see. But we need to be aware of the possibility of these cognitive biases so that we can avoid them and make objective judgments. That's well, that's how like the guy with the microphone, he was probably expecting it to work. the fir- Maybe he was expecting it to work the first time, but then it didn't. So he chose to see it, and he made a microphone that worked. Yeah, but I mean, saying that a microphone
0: works doesn't say you anything. Uh, doesn't tell you anything about how accurate it's recording the voice. And 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 is there a definition of accuracy that everyone can agree with? Like there, you can record your voice into two different microphones created by two different experts who are the best in their fields. One is, one is a condenser mic, and ones a, ones a cardioid. Right? Is that how it's pronounced? Cardioid. I think.
1: Oh so, yeah, cardioid. Yeah. Car,
0: cardioid. Right. Yeah. So you can record your voice into two different microphones have an accurate depiction from each microphone that sounds different. One person would say that's the more realistic interpretation. The other person would say that's the more realistic interpretation. How do you agree upon the most realistic interpretation of your voice, of your sound?
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah, you've, you've picked a very complicated... Just because there's complicated definition... A, like, is just because there's a complicated... Uh, issue of how do you determine accuracy in a particular case doesn't I mean you're ready to hit some kind yeah, of button. This is, as a, soon this as this I'm is your done. example,
0: James. This is your fucking example,
1: and I'm calling you out on it because this, exa- this is a
0: this is a good example. The microphone ex- the example. microphone
2: exists; it records something. Whether the recording is picks up the exactly how it sounded in the first place doesn't negate the fact that the microphone exists and that it records something. Who decides, as opposed
1: to like recording just a bunch of well, shit? Look, Clearly noise is noise different. If,
2: if you're ever called upon to decide which recording is the most accurate in order to, I don't know, create a medicine or create some sort of weapon that will protect you from an invading army or to get you to the moon, if you're ever called upon to answer that question, you can cross it then. However— the microphone exists
0: and it records. It okay. records something. Well, That's not knowledge though. You're not ga- you're not gaining any information by saying, saying that statement. We know it records something. Great. Big fucking deal. We jerk reco- ourselves off all day saying shit. It like records what that. it hears, what it what what, what, what actually happened. Yeah, yeah, but
1: to to its to its best ability, to yeah. the ability to the just, limits of the of the physical materials. There's a difference between being imperfect and just um, accepting falsehood. If the microphone picked up blah, 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 while I was talking, it would be picking up a falsehood. If it picks up my voice in a sort of shitty sound quality, that would be imperfection. And and I mean this mic is in fact imperfect. That doesn't mean it doesn't record some of what actually happened or even most of what actually happened. So you can't you can't compare it's like oh well if you can't get infinite amounts of information from the recording then that means there's no such thing as objectivity like omissions is not required for objectivity interesting because that
0: is the crux and the heart of this debate and I think it goes back to this principle that I think has caused a lot of headaches and a lot of trouble in scientific fields especially because it's opened the door for a lot of uh, voodoo mysticism and right. different beliefs, and yeah. you know, I mean, you're the one perpetuating it. Let's yeah. not, Rucka. Yeah. I'm making an argument. I'm making a cogent point. Yeah. If you could just, you know what, you if you if you just wrote down everything I said and just studied it after, yeah, yeah, I think you would learn. You would really learn. You'd learn so much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. See, Rucka. I always tell people he's a smart guy. I tell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell, I tell people I, Maddox is a really cool dude. Don't listen to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about this though, because I don't want to condescend to and say that it's just voodoo mysticism and stuff. It's a really important. Uh, no, no, it's voodoo mysticism. Oh, well, you think so? Yeah. Okay, but I think it's philosophy, and philosophy. I think all religion is lumped under the umbrella of philosophy. I agree. Okay, so. Let's talk about this principle. It's the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. Now, the layman's understanding of it, I'll give you the layman's understanding, and I looked it up today just to make sure, and there's a much more uh, comprehensive physical description that talks about the duality of particles and waves, right? The, the mm-hmm. existence of everything as being a particle or wave and, and different, uh, uh, different probabilities of accuracy that you can get. But basically, it's this, that you cannot simultaneously know with an infinite degree of accuracy the position and the velocity of a particle right okay Yeah. essentially essentially so essentially so what that means the full implication is is there
1: are unknowable facts in this universe well that's i mean that just means we haven't found a measuring device that can discover the nature of these facts that's an assumption you're assuming well no it's not an assumption it's just it's just saying that like just because we can't know it doesn't mean it isn't what it is that isn't that isn't an assumption that's just it's the the evidence is all around us that things are what they are the particle has a position it has a velocity and just because we can't know it with current processes doesn't mean it isn't what it is okay but But how do you know
2: it if you can't know it how do you know that it exists (laughs) but that's
1: not knowledge that's
0: not knowledge You, you i can simply say that just because we haven't seen aliens doesn't mean they don't exist that's a fact sure OK, there's right. no we cannot conclusively prove they're not out there, just like we cannot conclusively prove that they are. But that's not knowledge. We have gained well, no we, knowledge we can conclusively prove that they are if we see evidence, of if them. we see evidence. But we okay. haven't. So currently okay. we
1: haven't. But we have seen evidence that things are what they are. Because oh. everything is what it is, okay. and so that has to include the particle. Well, that's a, that's
0: a that's a that's a huge assumption that you are is making. it. Yes.
2: Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me let me play with Maddox for a second. Uh-huh. Here. Hey, Maddox. <laughs> what um, is is everything? Everything is what it is. Do you agree with that? Oh, I love this game. Sure.
0: You agree that everything is what it is? Yes. You, you just can't... said that's an assumption. Oh, okay. You're you're no. I said the assumption. Mm-hmm. The assumption part came in from our observation. So we can observe things as they are. That's an assumption.
1: So you agree
0: that they are what they are. You're just doubting our ability to be
2: conscious
1: of it and to identify it. Correct. Okay. And so quantum mechanics isn't... So you're not saying so much that it's evidence of subject, that we create reality. It's evidence that we cannot fully know reality. That's a slightly different position. Yeah, actually, it's a majorly different position, but yeah. it's like it's it, those two get mixed together a lot. So, so reality, yeah, so it's it, they get lumped together. So it's easy to think both kind of go as a package, right? Everything we
0: know about reality comes from our senses. Yeah, our ability to see it, hear it, feel it, taste it, touch it, and that's it. And Form concepts
2: mm-hmm. right and, and to
1: integrate to the integrate material yes. all, put together all of that material mm-hmm. yeah. that comes from
2: we're not chimpanzees swinging from trees in Armenia yeah like okay. uh, <laughs> I don't like I don't like the way you said that I don't like it either and I yeah. apologize thank but you what I mean is we're sense. not just living by our senses we take that material and we we, we group them into concepts. We give them names. We fo- we we use logic then on top of what yeah. we already but discovered.
0: Not, but that's not a way that you gather information. No? No. That's not... It's a way you put together the fine, information. Fine, fine. Yeah. But, but let's right. get back to the way you gather information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our senses can constantly be fooled. And if our inputs can be fooled, then
1: we cannot trust them.
0: Can they- a- Go
1: here's ahead. the... Go <laughs> I'll let you... <laughs> well, guys,
2: have a debate. I'm not here.
1: Hearing- so I'm... I'm- I'm glad we're we're focusing on the philosophic issue because, well, that's so. I'm I'm, this is this is the place to focus on before we go into quantum. But so here's the thing: how do you? I would I would say that any attack against the senses, any doubt of the senses, is self refuting because you're using a bunch of ideas in order to attack the senses. So, for example, you say, "How do you know they're not wrong? How do you know when you see something it isn't?" some other way. And well, but here's, here's a question. How did you even get the concept of wrong? Where did that come from? Well, it was, it was some time when you saw something, made a conclusion, and then saw evidence that was more convincing the other way. And you said, oh, okay, I was wrong. And so you formed this concept, probably when you're a baby, and, um, although actually I'm not sure if you ever did form the concept of being wrong. I don't wrong. understand. So, so please explain this yeah. to, to,
0: <laughs> to, to anyone else in the it's, audience.
2: Explain to someone have, that was never wrong. Yeah, right, right, right. Anyone it's, who doesn't understand so what for, it means to for be the, wrong. Yeah. For
1: the rest of us, we yes. have this concept of being wrong. Yes. And this concept came from experience that came from the senses. So you can't say, how do you know the senses aren't wrong? Because the very, con- the, the very... The very concept of wrong comes from the senses. So you're using the senses to try and disprove them. You're using a product of the senses to argue against the senses. Right. Well, so, so now, any, now you can't attack the senses. That's all you that all everything that's in your head came from the senses. Or so
2: even if you didn't think something was the case and then found out you were wrong. But even just knowing something is not the case in the first place, like knowing there's not a dragon right here at, in the middle of the table. Is because your senses confirm that that's not the case.
0: Well, your senses are also how you create and interpret the entire universe. The universe is a narrative that we have created in our heads. It doesn't. We, there is no factual universe. Okay. And the memories you, that we have. You just said everything is what it is, and now you're saying there's no factual universe. Well, it is what it is mm-hmm. in this system that we live in, and the the system that we live in again can be a universe that is constructed to give you this concept of right and wrong and logic and rationality that you so fervently believe in. I just well okay cool
1: story but what's the evidence for that?
0: Well there's no evidence I would say the same thing that you just said earlier which is the there's no evidence or not evidence you can see that things
1: are what they are.
0: Well okay but to a degree of accuracy. What, so
1: what's the evidence that things aren't what they are and things are just a construct of the mind? There's
0: plenty of evidence and I'll give you I'll give you an example. So if we look at a dark room. Mm -hmm. How we see that dark room depends on the observer and depends on the interpretation of the observer. For example, cats can see in the dark. Frogs see things differently. Frogs see and hear sound differently. Butterflies see colors differently. If we saw the world like butterflies did, it would be completely psychedelic. There would be so many colors and they would burst out at us and certain colors would appeal to us more than others because of the way their eyes have evolved and the way they interpret light. So the observer is important here. And everything that we observe with our input of our eyes, our ocular senses, is subject to some recreation. It's reconstructed in the chemicals in our minds. So there is no no such thing as seeing something and then just coming to an automatic conclusion that it's done. There has to be some formulation in your mind using the chemicals inside your brain to create that interpretation or understanding of it. And different people have different variances of those chemicals they have different interpretations of what they see and we fool ourselves every Ooh, yeah. every single day in fact right now the listener at home listening to the words coming out of my mouth mm-hmm. the word mouth at the tail end of that last sentence is constructed in your mind now if you look at an infinitesimal point of time like just just take that take that word and you cut it into 0. 0.0001 tenth of a second right it's going to make a little bit of noise. And the only reason people know that I said the word mouth is because we have enough of those paired together so that when it's listened to over a certain span of time, we understand that it's the word mouth. But it's not until time has passed that we understand that I've even said anything because these sounds are being constructed. The word mouth is being constructed in your mind. And it's not until I've finished the entire word that you understand what I'm trying to say. So again, it's not like I'm saying, and there's an objective word mouth that exists. It has to be constructed, and there's a certain certain period of time that it has to pass for you to even understand what I what I've said.
1: Okay, okay. So well, there's so there's two issues here. First is, you know, different different sense organs get different information from the world, right. and so, But but the world itself isn't different. It's just that the frog has a different type of sensor. So he, ex- he gets exposed to different information than we do. Well, we're going so, back to the microphone argument, so, which is which but, version of the world is the most accurate? Both are accurate. Both provide some information. Even, even, if it, even if you could only see in black and white, that would be less information than me because I can see in color. But the information you're getting is still just the information. And secondly, there's two issues here. There's what information just comes in and then how do you process it? how you process the information is up to you but this is up to you so if you if you you know for example decide that you're just going to be on the side of your football team no matter what then you're going to process the information differently if 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 you will choose to decide to process the information differently but what plays out what the information that actually impacts upon your senses is what it is you don't have a choice in what you perceive you do have a choice in how you interpret those perceptions you lost him at football team but um (laughs) you you, you can
0: choose if you focus or not
1: yeah and you can choose yeah you can choose whether to even be paying attention to reality i mean you think
0: everybody likes to think of themselves as these uh smart well-intentioned rational honest reasonable people not you you're not the one (laughs) who
2: thinks you're infallible
0: no no everybody likes to think that of themselves but we are so easily tricked every time you watch tv you're tricked Every time you, you, look, you look at TV, we have never seen motion picture because motion picture, if you deconstruct it, is really a picture that is shown in succession at a quick enough frame rate that, that it gives you the illusion of movement. But t- television is just 24 frames of pictures per second shown in a fast enough interval that it tricks our minds into thinking that there is motion. In between those frames, when there is none, we're just looking at static images over and over and
1: over again. And, well, I mean, your so your tricking. mind is it's just tricking. your mind is is receiving the colors. Your and and the colors are what they are. Oh, really? And, and then, tell, and then and what about what if I'm colorblind? Oh, well, oh, well, I mean, then what then, are they? Then, then, just the, the shades of gray are what they are. What if like, I'm a butterfly, James? Then you just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is, if you know, if you interpret the what's on the television screen as being actual people moving around, you will soon find yourself mistaken when you cross reference it with your sense of touch. You go up and like, oh, hey, who are these people? And then, oh, wait, it's just a screen. You know, it, so- uh, it sounds like
2: you're saying, Maddox, that.
1: It's difficult to be objective. It's very yeah, difficult, which the, was what James's yeah. opening
2: point was. Nobody said this would be easy. But it really is amazing, considering how, how vulnerable mm. we are to mistakes and errors and biases, how much we've accomplished. Yeah, seriously. Just look around. Even just look at a co- simple conversation, communicating with each other, understanding reality enough to do something with it. It really is incredible. Look at those buildings. Look at the fucking bottled of delicious water.
0: Yeah. yeah. Great. You know, you you <laughs> like to take pride in what we have accomplished. What? It's not we. It's they. Someone else did. You didn't. I didn't. You can all talk about how much pride we can take in the science that where, led to where the where combustion engine. Where are
2: you going engine. with this? I'm confused. Uh, you'll, you'll, <laughs> okay. I'm getting there. I wasn't in, implying that I built those buildings
1: uh, or uh, created them. Exactly. Right.
0: Because most people haven't and can't. If you, okay, that's if probably think, true. Most people think that if they went back in time, they would fucking rule, rule the world because they have all this modern technology and understanding. Nobody thinks that. <laughs> people think that all the fucking time. No, they don't. Nobody <laughs> thinks
2: I can go back a thousand years and invent the iPhone. Nobody says they could do it unless they're one of the few people who know how, how, how technology works. But
0: that's what that's my point that I'm making. Is okay, that most so people somebody, don't know.
2: somebody was able to understand objective reality enough to create a tool to create technology
0: someone you say they did it he did it Hold on. she did it someone did you're it you're making an assumption cuz here's what? the thing i would <laughs> i'm a science guy i love yeah. science i was, physics was my favorite subject in school until the University of Utah beat it out of my psyche with their yeah, shitty with, curriculum with, with quantum mechanics. Oh yeah, I can no. definitely
1: relate to that. Yeah, I've only had... only I I went through six years of that shitty curriculum. Yeah, it was, just it's to torture awful. myself. It yeah. is absolutely <laughs> awful.
0: I because uh, I had such a passion for physics. I would buy physics books, like rigorous physics books, not pop pop physics, mm. but actual you know the equations and everything, mechanical physics and learn it myself and then I, I thought I was so excited to to sign up for classes at the University of Utah then I went into this giant auditorium with 440 students and one tiny professor that you can barely see because <laughs> you're in the n- nosebleed section and uh, you know trying to get any time or interface with the professor is impossible and at best you can do your uh, student aides which the student aides are just like the, the uh, smart Is that kids. what the
1: professor gives the students? Oh,
2: <laughs> you're you're spending a lot of time <laughs> de- describing your experience in school. What does this have to do with that? Anyway, because I'm
0: am yeah. a, a science guy, I'm a physics guy. I yeah. lo- I love. I mean, I'm not a physics guy, but I I was a math major in mm-hmm. college, oh. and so I come. I love these rigorous senses and art. And, and the argument is is that you just made is that it took these people with a belief in objective reality to create these buildings and cars and computers and things. That's not necessarily true because I can have these beliefs, right? You can have any beliefs you
1: want and still be a productive scientist. In fact... Not while you're doing science.
0: No, that's... I mean, you, you can't as long as, have
1: mystic beliefs while you're actually committing the science. Why not? You've got to because compartmentalize. What if you, it. Yeah, you have to compartmentalize. You have well, to say sure. you, you can't just say like, oh, well, hopefully God will make this experiment come out right for me.
0: Well, that's not scientific, but you still like, you yeah, can have so a, you can't a religious be religious person.
1: while being a scientist. You can.
0: Someone can have these religious beliefs. And just because they're compartmentalized yeah. doesn't mean they don't have those beliefs. Are we just doing a semantic game here? True, but we're not doing a semantic game. But
1: but like in the context of performing science, they're not being religious. So it's it's just because someone can be inconsistent doesn't mean that like the religion is consistent with the practice of science. Well,
0: let's Mm -hmm. talk about philosophy because any scientist who does anything has a belief that something will happen, right? You believe that something, you will have some kind of outcome. You will find a conclusion, and that is only based on a belief. A belief that the universe won't end before your your, science, your experiment starts. A belief that the the rules that you come to understand the universe by will be consistent for the duration of your experiment.
1: Fair yeah, enough? Yeah, but it's not an assumption. It's just it's just an observation. Things are what they are, and well, they'll continue to be an what they are. How
0: is that an observation? It's just, it's,
1: it's just extending an observation. Things are what they are, and they will continue to be what they are unless something changes them. But, and if there's no evidence that something will change them why entertain the possibility that something new will just suddenly happen unless there's evidence that's art. That's not scientific to say, Oh, well maybe, you know, I'll uh, fucking turn into a unicorn in the middle of this experiment. Like, there's no, there's no evidence for that. Well, There's no
0: evidence for that, but it is a belief still. I mean, it's a belief, we, but we it's, talked... it's,
1: it's an art. It, it's a belief that doesn't make sense.
0: Well, James and I, we had this discussion yeah. a while back that we talked about the belief that the sun will rise tomorrow. Right. Right. Yeah. And based on everything we know, inductively, we can conclude that the sun will rise, you know, quote, rise tomorrow. But there's no evidence for that.
1: But there's, there's all many... the evidence in the world.
0: No, there's we just gravity have a functions okay. a certain way. Maddox, and... go.
1: would you jump yeah.
2: off a roof? Because hey, I don't know if I'll fall and die this Maybe time. Maybe gravity'll stop. Maybe just this time. every other guy that jumped off a roof fell <laughs> to his death. Who knows if it'll happen this time? Yeah. No,
0: because I'm not a fucking idiot. Oh. It's not it's
2: not. It's so predicting what the future based just, on what you know to be real
0: Ruka, is, just, is
2: what idiots do.
0: Just because <laughs> yeah. Just because you cannot conclude something with a hundred percent certainty doesn't mean that probabilities don't exist. So because what you're doing, doing is you're
2: taking this tiny possibility that in the middle of your experiment a unicorn will fly off you're taking that tiny tiny minuscule non non impossibility really and yeah. you're, you're running with it to
0: completely throw the universe and existence in the trash no it's, it's first of all that's a nonsensical example i'm getting let's go back to the example of the sun rising because this is so
1: what's your argument james that the sun will rise tomorrow well gravity we've we've confirmed that gravity works in a certain way right and it and Barring evidence that it that it may stop working that way. Maybe, you know, um, if there's if there's a certain physical effect that the sun will suddenly unleash like a wave or something that deletes gravity. If there was evidence for that, then we say maybe it won't. But there is no evidence of such a phenomenon. So it's it's random and arbitrary to just say, oh, maybe it'll just stop and the sun won't rise tomorrow.
0: Well, what we mean when we say the sun will rise tomorrow, because the sun's not actually rising, is the Earth is spinning, right? Yeah, right. Now, now the mechanism with which that could occur is not that the sun or gravity would stop working. Well, I'm not talking about something like like a fundamental law or understanding of the universe would suddenly stop working. Although you know, uh, you know, we can't prove that it won't because just because it hasn't ever happened doesn't mean that it, it, it couldn't but the way that it would happen that the sun wouldn't rise tomorrow is that we do know asteroids exist we do know that super volcanoes exist we do know that that phenomenon exists in the universe that could create a cataclysmic event on earth that could end all life on earth so
1: then the sun quote won't rise tomorrow Right. okay so if there's if there's a you know if there's evidence that asteroids are flying around then you know there's a small chance that an asteroid might hit us right and but yeah. although what's what's the evidence that we wouldn't detect it i'm not i'm not sure i don't know what our detection oh yeah, actually what you're are doing yeah. Madox? is but it doesn't you're, it, yeah but yeah right you're saying you're
2: saying you're not even convinced that the sun and the asteroids and the earth even exist because how can you be sure is what you're doing so yeah nobody denies that an asteroid might hit us but you are denying that the asteroid and the earth and the sun even exist with no. pr- with certainty look i can say yeah with certainty Absolutely. Okay, so that's what this is. And we need to get on to quantum mechanics. So, okay, to to? to I mean, you guys can keep going with this portion if you'd like. <laughs> don't let me stop you. But if you think it, it it's there's more to say. But so James is saying everything is what it is. It is observable. And we can be scientific about the world. Maddox is saying, well, since we can't quite isolate the molecule of an atom, of a particle, whatever the fuck hierarchy those go, go in. <laughs> Uh, because we can't isolate and identify it while it's moving and measure it entirely. Therefore, Bernie Sanders.
0: And <laughs> and that's where Great we're Great summary of the yeah. argument. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Uh, so in, anything you can add or in, interpret from that nonsense you just heard? Or... Uh,
1: I, not, not so much from uh, what Ruckus said. <laughs> but I think uh, go, going into quantum mechanics, yeah. there's two big issues. is Can we know... Is there an objective reality? Yeah. Can we know it? Yes. And does consciousness create reality? Yes. These, are the, yes. these are the issues that, are, uh, that, that quantum mechanics, or at least the uh, flawed interpretation of quantum mechanics, raises.
0: Everything that's happening right now in reality is being constructed in your mind based on all the information that you gather from your eyes, your ears, and your sense of touch everything i just said about smell? was constructed not smell nope. cuz the l- listener at home can't smell how how good the studio oh, smells oh, right gotcha. now yeah <laughs> okay. yeah right. but but just just for us in the like studio yes How had a I'll sense of
2: touch do to it oh cuz it's touching their eardrums
0: yeah well yeah yeah of course yeah. the sound waves uh, compress <laughs> the eardrums or whatever i mean okay. i'm just saying that everything that we experience right now in reality is being constructed in your mind and it is a memory every single people people tend to think that memories are like video recorders and that you can play them back and view things objectively, like how you remember them. But the thing is, we are observing things with, that we want to observe. Okay. Constantly. Listen,
2: we, we, you've clarified your opinion, which is- it's not an opinion. Actual it's fact. you Okay, you've, you've – It's you've a fact go, okay. about some people. Yeah, it's a, a fact that facts don't actually – that we can't know facts is, is the fact you're saying. Okay, so <laughs> you're saying – and this is your actual opinion for anyone at home who's unclear about this. This is what you 100% yes, please believe. please tell me my opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> we can't really know anything for sure because it's difficult to do so or it's impossible to do it with accuracy. We get that. What is? Where does quantum mechanics come in?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, James I think this is your your field this right is your wheelhouse
1: right so, so so first there's we already talked about the Heisenberg uncertainty principle yes and, and that, by,
0: by the way do you agree with that interpretation that uh, you cannot understand the uh, this the, the speed and the, velo- uh, excuse me, the, the velocity speed and position, and the position. Yeah.
1: at the same time at the same time yeah um uh, with current measuring devices, absolutely, that is the case. Okay, and, see, but you yeah. said this current measuring devices,
0: but earlier, well, just earlier, what I said. Thing.
1: <laughs> I'm going into the the, the nitty gritty of the science, and okay. I understand the reason, the actual physical reason we can't. And I, I'm not sure how to explain it without a whiteboard and like 15 minutes. Um, but but I'll I'll summarize it quickly. That there's a particular physical process that we understand a great deal of for why we can't. No, both at the same time with current mes- measuring processes. And so, and this is a, I'm going to give a, not a terribly accurate, it's kind of an analogy. This isn't entirely accurate, but it's, the, the fact is it's something like this. In order to measure something, you have to hit it with something basically. So right. for example, to measure your face, I'd have to have light on your face and then the light goes into my eyes. Right. The light doesn't affect your face because your face is l- large in comparison to the light. Mm. But on the quantum level, everything's so damn small that anything you try to measure it with is basically the same size. Right. So in measuring it, you change it. Now, that's not exactly how it works, just so you know, but it's, it's like that. It's like that. So we, we understand to some degree why measuring processes prevent us from understanding both at the same time. And that doesn't change the fact that things are what they are. It just means that with the current way we measure stuff, we can't know both at the same time. Okay, yeah. so
0: so you're making the exact same argument I'm making, which is we don't currently have a measuring process to get it 100% accurate. But that's that's the same thing as me saying we don't currently know that the rules that govern the sun rising
1: tomorrow won't fall apart.
2: Yeah, it's exactly the same. Yes. It's exactly
1: the same. Well, well, not, well I, mean, I mean, both both of your opinions there function on the same principle that like... like something could just randomly happen for no reason well Well, there's a reason but we don't know what that is yeah but the thing is is what's the evidence that something is about to happen what's the evidence that there's a that we will find a a, a way to measure these with 100 accuracy well oh well there's no there's no evidence of that that we'll be able to figure that out but that's that's my point (laughs) (laughs) okay but hold 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 slow our roll here (laughs) so let's see here we we um the there's a thing called the burden of proof principle and when you when you entertain like oh well maybe maybe gravity will stop working and the sun won't rise tomorrow or something like that the burden of proof is on you to show that there's evidence such a thing could happen if we entertained every single uh, Um, uh, conceivable scenario you'd be up all night uh, thinking about conceivable scenarios it's only logical to consider scenarios for which there are evidence that there's some possibility it could happen okay
0: well these conceivable scenarios by definition are conceivable because they're They're conceivable
1: but they're not possible Possible means there's evidence.
0: Okay, so possible
1: so, means there's some evidence. So it's conceivable, for example, that the sun won't rise tomorrow. So why? Aren't but there's you, no evidence yet that it won't.
0: But why aren't you applying the same standard of rigor to your belief that there could be a conceivable method to measure with a with hundred percent accuracy the position? and the velocity of a particle my
1: my point in saying yeah that that's true my point in saying that we could one day come up with a way of measuring it is not to say that i think we'll we'll measure it maybe it'll be forever closed to us that's possible uh there's no evidence that there's a method to gain access to that information my point is that (laughs) you're about to ding ding (laughs) (laughs) my point my point is is not that we'll necessarily see it it's that whatever it is It is what it is. There is a reality to it. Just because we can't gain access to that particular piece of information doesn't mean it isn't objective
0: you know the the ruckas of the world and i i would even say the james aliases of the world believe this this philosophy that you're espousing and it is a philosophy yeah well we're both he's using the word philosophy interchangeably with religion like oh this is what you believe no so
2: that means all other things could be just as valid no no, 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 i see no no, 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 no. No, i'm not
0: no i'm not but this philosophy that you're espousing Mm -hmm. is is an old, old philosophical concept that has long since sure. been, been Yeah, the dismissed. one that gave us the enlightenment. Well, no, it's not. the scientific revolution. Can I finish a... the fucking philosophy, <laughs> what it is? Yeah. It's called <laughs> realism. It's called naive realism, that you can just observe the world, and it is as it is, oh, and we just God. know yeah, we, everything. We, 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 we don't just... believe,
1: well, I mean, we, we, we Rucka ahead. and I are objectivists, and and objectivism, you know, it's, it's Ayn Rand's philosophy, and it's not naive realism. It's well, not but, but just this, that things are straightforwardly just like, oh, whatever it just seems to be, that's what it is. Like, no, like interpreting whatever your, your senses interact with the world the way that they interact. Figuring out what the hell that means is not solvable through naive means. But the senses are, first of all, aren't even consistent from human to
0: fucking human. There are people who have colorblindness, and by the way, we only know about colorblindness because there is some, quote, standard of human, you know, the other 70% or so, who can see a larger spectrum of colors, and it's only then, only after we, you know, two humans, one who's colorblind and one who is not, is sitting in a room and one's saying, hey, look at that red thing over there, and the guy's like, what red thing? What are you talking about? And he goes, that thing over there that's red is like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm not sure what color that is. And then we devise some tests to see, oh, my God, there is a certain subset of of human, a certain uh, percentage of humans that can't even see the same fucking colors. And by the way, the colors that we're able to see are only, you know, within the limits of our ocular ability of our senses to be able to construct that in our minds. So... To, to say that we can objectively say that two things, you know, the, I'm so glad you brought up the microphone example at the beginning because, again, two microphones perfectly built, expertly built by two different people, two different methods can create, quote, the most accurate sound. And this is hotly debated in, just in the industry of audio alone audiophiles are constantly mm. ar- wow. The, the
1: uh, this constantly
2: guy, now arguing. this guy's been balls deep in the music business for many many decades. So no, but I know I have a friend talking.
0: who's a fucking audiophile, and he. Oh. he this yeah, guy's got so oh. many friends. It's amazing how many di-
2: types of people he knows. Yeah, a lot
0: of types of people. Yeah, yeah people are very lucky. Amazing, to know me.
2: Amazing, you're able to have friends in reality that these friends exist, but you don't believe anything else
0: exists. <laughs> I didn't say that. Look, I'm, I'm just saying the, the interesting thing about this philosophy and this this uh, this principle here is that it is the interface between science and philosophy yeah and all it takes is just leaving a little bit of doubt a little just leaving the door open for the possibility that we cannot know everything that then opens the door to a lot of different quote beliefs and by the way let's step let's take a step back james i don't want to shit on on uh physicists here for uh-huh. a, but, but 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 let's let's be honest let's shit on physicists a now. little <laughs>
1: I don't want to do that, but let's do it.
0: Well, let, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the arrogance of scientists, which is the, the, main, the, main, the main principle that makes physics work, that makes the entire branch of physics a thing, is the law of conservation of energy, right? that We, get, we derive so much. All of mechanical physics comes from the law of conservation of energy. If we didn't have that law then we wouldn't be able to surmise many of the the rules about uh, about the universe
1: right yeah but how did we get that law it, it didn't by observation just, yeah we got the law by observation so it wasn't that we just like came up with the law and then that like explained a bunch of shit it was that we built our way from the ground up from the observations up to the law and so the real proof of of a law of really abstract law like the conservation of energy lies in actual sense data and in the building up process of of concepts that allowed us to understand that higher level concept and that's this is actually the subject of my math youtube channel which is that you need to be able to do two things is is look at reality and have the concepts required to reason about it in order to come to a new concept okay a, a new higher level concept and that and here's the thing that process the process of induction, how you see the world and make conclude and make generalizations about what you see, it's not understood yet. and so right. it leaves room for a lot of a lot of skepticism like what you're spouting today. and so that's that's actually kind of the whole point of my channel is to show that certainty is possible if you start from sense data and just go one step at a time. the biggest issue is when we're taught this shit, we don't go one step at a time. you're just given quantum mechanics, you're just given the package you basically take it on faith. And then as a result, you say, well, shit, maybe, maybe it's all just subjective. Maybe it's all made up. So what is quantum mechanics? Quantum mechanics is... Getting us back on track. Um, no, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, it makes sense to actually question. talk. Yeah, right. a lot of been talking about this shit uh, Yeah, a lot of time. listeners, we should have probably started with this,
0: but a lot of <laughs> listeners at home, we kind of take for granted that everyone understands these higher-level concepts and, and sciences, but uh, a lot of people don't and they're not familiar. So, let's yeah. give them a so little, yeah.
1: Quantum is the study of the microscopic world. Right. And the reason it's called quantum is because on the microscopic world, we've found that um, matter, energy, even motion, these, um i don't understand the gravity aspect of it myself but uh that's part of this is being really clear about what you know and what you don't know i don't yeah. understand quantum gravity in the slightest but um these things these attributes of the physical world on a small level they are quantized at the small level that means they they come in discrete increments that means they so for example people are quantized whereas like distance is not quantized you can you can have any distance. You can have one inch. You can have a half inch. You can have a fourth inch. Blah 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 blah. Right. You can't have half of a person. Right. Okay. So it's co- it's it, it's these discrete units, individual units, not like a continuum of units and, at, on the small level, and that's what actually leads to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Right. Because yeah. because when when a a particle gets so small Mm -hmm. that the
0: measuring, that the way in which you measure it changes the either the speed or the position. That's where the uncertainty comes from.
1: Right. And the reason you can't get any smaller is because... The, the, these attributes are quantized at the small level. Yeah. You can't get, a, your measuring device can't get any smaller than the thing you're measuring. So your measuring device Fs with the thing you're measuring. Right. So.
0: And it used to be understood, I believe that the smallest discrete particle was a quark, but that's no longer the case right now. We're going to move on. Uh, H- the Higgs boson, uh, I think
1: particle was a big deal that they were trying to discover. That's physics I don't understand actually. my okay. my, my understanding actually stops at the level of roughly the 1960s. I don't oh. understand physics that that's past that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, well, and only in quantum mechanics. I wrote my master's thesis on the on the subject on these subjects of quantum mechanics. So, so, so quantum
2: yeah. mechanics is, if you could say, in one or two sentences, it's the
1: study of these very small yeah. things and the way they behave. Yeah. So, for example. To make it concrete, electrons flying around the atom. Mm-hmm. We need to understand the electrons flying around the atom because the way they fly around the nucleus of the atom dep- uh, 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 produces the effects of chemistry. So if you can understand the atom on this tiny-ass level, you can understand chemical effects and the way atoms interact with one another. And so that's, that's the primary application of quantum mechanics. So really. the
2: idea that quantum mechanics disproves objective reality... Is that because you, it's, it's difficult to measure the smallest item of existence because you cannot measure impossible, the, would, impossible to yeah. measure the smallest thing. Therefore, science or observation itself can't be relied upon. We or,
1: actually haven't gotten you, our debate here has not actually touched on the subjective reality part. It's touched on the you can't know reality part. There's two parts. There's the part where you can or can't know reality. That's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Right. And, and I say you can, you say you can't. And then there's a second part, which is, is reality constructed by consciousness? And so here's how that part works, is in quantum mechanics, you never get a prediction exactly of where the particle is going to be, right? Because of the he- Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Right. You get a prediction of where it could be. Correct. It's a probabilistic curve. It's saying, okay, mm-hmm. there's a 20% chance here, there's a 20% chance here, there's a 50% chance here, etc. cetera. Right. So now the way this was interpreted by physicists at the time and i think there's no evidence for this is that the particle is in fact before it's measured it's n- it is in fact all of those places simultaneously right and i think if you look at the evidence there's simply just no evidence for that interpretation it's a probabilistic theory we don't over- we don't understand everything that's going on cuz if we did we'd be able to say boom that's where it's going to be well but- it's still it, what? But it, but so we don't understand everything that's going on. But the way they interpret it is like not only do we not understand, but before you measure it, it's everywhere at once. So and it doesn't decide where it is until your consciousness comes into contact with that reality. You know that may be the case, but it's still useful
0: sometimes to interpret it that way. That a particle could be everywhere at once within a certain frame of of space or or time let's do it let's look at it on the macro level like let's say i was trying to find rucka in a department store uh-huh. and i said that rucka is in the department store i can assume that he's everywhere in that department store at once but once i get into the department store actually find the find his location well, within how a higher can you degree assume
2: how can you assume i'm in two different aisles at the same time
0: well <laughs> just because you are in the department store I mean, not simultaneously, but okay, but, I, but, I, okay. But, never mind, never okay. mind. I, point taken. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree. But but without knowing your exact location in the department store, it's still useful to know that you are within this area called a department store, right? And that's
1: isn't that sure. isn't that interp- in the interpretation that N- businesses use? Well, well, no. It's not just saying you can you can say, oh, hey, it's somewhere in here. We're not sure where. You can say that without saying it's everywhere there. It's, there's a difference between saying Rucka somewhere in the department store versus Rucka is everywhere in the department store and reality, the, his, the reality of his position isn't real until we see him in a particular location. And that interpretation is exactly how quantum mechanics, or that's how it has been interpreted.
0: So can you speak anything to the concept of quantum entanglement? Because yeah. this is, let's talk a little bit about this and, and explain to the lay people at home. What quantum
1: entanglement is and what the implications are for reality. Well, okay. So quantum entanglement is that uh, when you when you join two particles in a certain state. I'm I'm glossing just so you know I'm glossing over a lot of details, and sure. this is the sort of thing that like on my math channel I by really the way, let's let's plug your math channel. Yeah. What is the math channel? Because it's fascinating. Radical stuff. mathematics. Radical mathematics. We'll link to it
0: on the website. Please check it out. James does an uh, an amazing job explaining these things. And by the way, uh, you're just getting a little preview of uh, of james's personality and and how much fun it is to you know to understand these higher level concepts you do a great job but uh, please continue
1: yeah thanks radical okay, mathematics so, yeah. uh,
0: we'll link to it on on our channel but uh, go ahead yes
1: so uh let's see um entanglement so yes. i'm glossing over a lot of details but if you put two particles in the same quantum state then they should affect one another because measurement actually changes a quantum state, right? Right. So what happens is, and this is very strange. A quantum state state meaning a what? Like the spin of the particle? It or? could be the spin of the particle. Okay. It could be the momentum. It could be the right. wavelength of, of the wave uh, involved with the particle. Okay. So um, if you have two yeah. particles together in the same, quote, quantum state, yeah. then what can They're, you say about that? They, they they share a quantum state. That's okay. that's. I don't know how to break that down, but they share a common quantum state. So as a result, when you separate them and you measure one... Remember, a measurement changes a quantum state. Right. So if you measure one, it changes the quantum state of the other one. And what's crazy about this is that this effect propagates faster than the speed of light. Right. Which appears to violate Einstein's theories. Who Einstein, According to Einstein's theories, if a causal influence travels faster than the speed of light, it starts to fuck with causality. Mm. So. In my, now I've given you my opinion. This is a con, just so you know, it's a controversial opinion. This was the opinion I gave in my master's thesis is that entanglement constitutes a causal influence that goes faster than the speed of light. Yeah. That was not popular with the, th- I almost didn't get my master's degree because of that. Um, so why, speaking of why, academia. Why but, did Einstein say that something
2: being very fast means there's no cause and effect? <sighs> or how, how did he,
1: how in does Einstein's that work? Einstein's framework. hmm the time, the time between events is dependent on how fast you are moving past those events. And if a, the time between two events took place faster than the speed of light, if you went fast enough, the effect would happen before the cause, according to Einstein's theory. Now, we yeah. haven't observed that, because, and, but, but Einstein said there must be a hard limit on the speed at which causal influences can travel. Because if they traveled faster than light, then effect could precede cause, which just which fucking ruins everything. It would everything.
0: break the, the system, our, our universe. It would break the system and, of our, our universe. Well,
1: I, it wouldn't break the universe. It would... It would It'd break it, the universe, James. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it would break... It, it, would, it
1: means you did something wrong. Yeah. Because cause happens before effect. Right.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, my understanding of, of uh, Einstein's uh, speed of light limit, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but...
1: Yes, there's please the, correct. The it, classic,
0: don't. the <laughs> classic uh, formula e equals m c squared. There is that. There is that factor. I, I think it was called the gamma factor, which mm-hmm. is the one over one minus v over c. V is the velocity. V squared over c squared. V squared over c squared. Okay, correct. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> as as so if, in, in the denominator, remember it's one minus v squared over c squared. So as v approaches c, that denominator becomes zero. So it's yes. one minus. Yeah. One, which is one over zero, which right. is infinity, and that's right. why the energy required to accelerate a particle to the speed of light approaches infinity as the velocity yeah. approaches infinity now,
1: now this this particular my interpretation of entanglement doesn't mean that you could go faster than the speed of light as far as far as I can tell that formula you just gave means you would need infinite energy to go the speed of light right. for a massive object to go um, uh, an object with mass to move the speed of light. Yeah, uh, it's not possible, but it seems that whatever's responsible for quantum effects can make one thing happen. When one thing happens over here, it makes another thing happen over here. And that effect travels faster than the speed of light.
0: Yes. Because if you can yeah. know anything about the universe at a distance where, uh, it happens simultaneously where you have information about something that happened at a place where it would take it would break the speed of light to get that information as, as quickly as you could, then mm-hmm. you are basically violating Einstein's principle. You right? are,
1: yes. And which which means that you'd have to radically reformulate some of these principles. Right. The predictions would would not be different. All of Einstein's predictions are right. Except for this one now. Yeah. And I think, yeah. So and and again, this is a controversial statement. You'd, you'd need to really evaluate the science itself to know whether I'm full of shit or not. But well, but this is this is what I wrote my master's thesis on. Yeah. Let me ask you this, James. This is a this is a theory
0: that it, had I continued my physical uh, education, excuse me, my, my physics, my <laughs> physics education. There's no need for physical education. No. For I've mastered <laughs> my physical body. But uh, thank you. <laughs> But has I, had I continued studying physics and going down this path, I think I would have uh, raised at some point the following assertion, which is, you know the, the Chandrasekhar limit, right? For black holes? For black holes, okay. right? So it is, the, it is just the point where the atoms are compressed to the maximum level. Mm -hmm. where if you compress them any more, then you will have the singularity that creates a black hole, right? Is that my understanding? Is that correct? Uh, It's close. Okay. Yeah, keep going, and I'll tell you
1: if something's catastrophically wrong. Sure. So,
0: (laughs) So this density, this maximum density that you could possibly have in a star... Uh, you know where the atoms there is no more you know if you push them any closer they're going to break the strong for the strong nuclear force right and, and then i and actually
1: then, don't understand stuff like that but but go on well, i haven't
0: studied it so yeah it, this was my understanding in in astronomy uh, okay. in the astronomy classes that yeah. i took so if you actually push atoms together if there's any more mass what's going to happen is those atoms are going to get so close together that they're going to fuse and mm-hmm, then you right? you know you, you you have the singularity whatever so if you had a string of those atoms, okay, let's just say you were able to string them out like a long str- beam, and they were all pushed up against each other to the maximum space so that if you pushed one, it would move the end of the string simultaneously, the exact same speed that you're pushing, mm. right? You can- Because they cannot compress anymore. Uh, and then you lined up enough of those atoms so that... It is the speed of light, the distance that light would travel in a mm-hmm. certain uh, mm-hmm. fr- frame, frame of time, uh, instance of time, right? If you pushed it,
1: wouldn't that then violate Einstein's law? Um, that's a good question. I it, it would. I'm pretty sure it would not, but I am not sure why. Here's another example: is in in um, electricity, the electrons themselves are actually moving about a couple centimeters per second. So you might ask like, well, how the hell is it that when you flip the light switch on, it immediately turns on? Yeah. The reason is, is because when one moves forward, they all move forward. And so the, the, there's starts to be motion through the actual filament of the light itself or whatever electronic device you're using. So, Mm. But that effect propagates at the speed of light. I'm not sure why, though. Well, I'm so... I, I've, I've, I know that this is the case. I'm not, I'm not sure the effect, though. Well, it, it may be I guess I don't know it. I've heard that it's the case. Yeah. That's part of being objective, is you have to have a very high standard of what you know and what you don't know. Okay, but this... But So and I've heard of this, uh, that it goes to the speed of light.
0: <laughs> well, so, so this... Uh, I'm so glad we brought this up, uh, specifically this this quantum entanglement thing, because this is a hotly contested area in, in quantum it mechanics. Is, yeah people scientists very learned men and women who are studying and trying their best to understand this concept w- objectively are having intense debates about what's going on mm-hmm. so we have these scientists these learned people who are observing mm. something <laughs> who are <laughs> observing something and and then objectively trying to you know trying to determine what they have observed and that is the heart of this debate because just because you can observe reality doesn't mean two people are going to come away with the same interpretation of that reality. And this is a perfect example.
1: Yeah, that's true. So doesn't that
0: undermine you guys' uh, um, uh, bullshit argument means, here? It just
1: means it's possible to be wrong. Yeah, one, of them,
2: <laughs> one or both of them are wrong if they have different conflicting conclusions. But you said earlier that everything is what it is.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't give us knowledge about the universe.
2: Okay, but you said everything is what it is. And now, but you're on the side of the debate that says quantum mechanics disproves objective reality. Yes. So if objective reality is false, that means everything isn't objective. Everything isn't what it is.
0: Well, you can say that everything is what it is, but you just can't know it. You just can't prove. But it. But it is objectively true.
1: Well, but you can't this prove is, it. This is not the issue of objective versus subjective. This is the. It's. It's hard to. It's easy to get these two confused. It's this is what you're talking about is the issue of can you know reality but then there's another issue quantum mechanics as it was framed back way back when when they made it where does our consciousness create reality does a measurement change the system does a does human consciousness coming into contact with the system change it and i and again like and so that's what's led to the mysticism the idea that the particle is everywhere at once and then once you look at it it resolves to one point. But that's not the freaking issue. The issue is is that when you send a measuring device after it, you know, shoot a photon at it or something, it changes the system. It's not that your consciousness it has nothing to do with your consciousness. So so anyway, yeah, that's the issue of um objective versus subjective. Is well, there's, they've said that this uh, this is evidence that our consciousness changes reality. And right. there, I, and I find no evidence for that.
0: Well, just like I, I, it's so hard to for me to believe that there is a universal, agreed-upon, objective interpretation of reality. Because, again, a frog will see the world a different way than you will. A cat will see the world a different way than you will. Someone who's colorblind will see things in a limited capacity. But, and then just like the microphones that we are talking into, there this is an interpretation of our voices that sounds different to our ears. Mm-hmm. Even right now me hearing my voice in this in with these headphones on sounds different than my voice normally does. So these interpretations it really depends on the observer. But there how is no, does how does quantum mechanics disprove objective reality? I think because of the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. And that it all comes down to that. That is that is showing that, uh, that uh, with, with mathematical rigor, that you cannot know oh. all things. Hold on. You can't. You cannot. Did I trigger you, James? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. J- James,
1: hold, hold I that. I hate it when people say, go ahead. Yeah. No,
2: but don't forget what you're going to say. But yeah. you said
0: ob- you cannot know objective. Yes. But objective reality still exists? Well, I, I mean, that's uh, some would believe. Some would believe. So, yeah. That's an interpretation.
1: Well, what's your opinion? You that said earlier, reality everything exists? is what
0: it is. I said, does every, is everything is what it is? You said, yeah. Objective reality, I guess, to, to the observer, that there is an objective reality to, to... So each First of, you
2: said our observations <laughs> are what distort everything. Now you're saying that the observer <laughs> is what it relies upon to be real well which no, is
1: subjectivism
0: objective. no object okay I, okay so i guess i guess i guess this is uh really confusing uh, it's not confusing at all it's pretty it night is confusing. And day everything is what it is you see Ruka, if you if you actually believe this horseshit that you're yeah. espousing here the- then you would never mm-hmm. have to persuade anyone of your beliefs you would simply no, but, state the facts and then everybody would interpret it the exact same way
1: but dishonesty and confusion are possible yeah if you're dishonest you won't see the facts why, why be if dishonest? you're honest you can still get confused when trying to understand that. Well,
0: hold on. Let's Let's talk so, about dishonest. Like, why would anyone be dishonest?
1: That's a fucking good you question. You tell us, you're the dishonest one. <laughs> you know
0: what? Fuck you, Rucka. I'm fucking tired of the shit. You're the one. I'm, that's you're the really one straw saying man.
1: that's a, a, a we need a, a yeah, ad, ad hominem
0: <laughs> attack. Yeah, we need an ad hominem attack. You're, you're the one saying be. that honest. honesty is impossible. I'm not saying honesty is impossible. Did you I you say are that? implying that is, that, that is a okay, fucking straw man. Objectivity is impossible. Okay,
1: no, I'm talking about. Why, why be dishonest? Why would anyone be dishonest in their interpretation of events? Um, because if you if you just I mean you you shouldn't be. It's not in your interest to be dishonest because then you really fuck your life up because you can't see the facts for what they are. Well, let's look at the, but, the, the football but, example. But people, but but there's a temptation to say if I just pretend it's different, maybe it will be different, and, and that is subjectivism. Like it's just maybe my consciousness can change the way things actually are, and that. That is very tempting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by the way, it's especially more tempting when the culture all around you, you mm-hmm. tells you that you're allowed to do that. Yeah. You're allowed to have reality be whatever the hell and you want don't, it to be. don't
2: agree with him when you're the one who's influencing the culture in that direction. <laughs> I'm not. You're the one at, I the, know at not. the intellectual scientific level essentially saying that objective reality is either unknowable or doesn't exist in the first place. I can't get a straight answer out of you. And to a person who already does might have a hard time being objective. Then he hears someone who's supposedly smarter than himself, the foremost academic nearby, saying, "Yeah, you can't really know anything anyway." Heisenberg says, "You can't really know for sure with
1: mathematical rigor." Yeah, with, with
2: ma- mathematical, mathematical rigor. rigor. So I why, love that phrase. So why
0: should they be honest if they're being told that it's impossible anyway? No, it's not impossible. I- again, there's there's probability. I'm a I'm a probabilistic guy. By the way, I hate probability. I absolutely—it's the—it's my Achilles heel. I hate probability as a branch of mathematics. Then why
1: are you a probabilist? Be, be, oh, you're just saying you're bad at the math involved with probability. Yeah,
0: probability I is think my Achilles I am heel too. But I—I I do believe that almost everything that we understand about the world comes down to a probabilistic model of of, of certainty. Uh, uh right okay James 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 looks very tri- yeah James just got triggered James just got triggered we may even have to take a break on how triggered James just got but James what do you want to say to that why does that bother you? So much?
1: I'll let you finish what you were trying to say it does bother me but we can get into it later
0: well again just like you know just like a frog would interpret the world differently than. A human would, or or Ruka clearly interprets the world wrongly, uh, and and clearly, yeah,
2: clearly, <laughs> yes. The way I'm no going one... around saying that
0: reality exists
2: the way that it exists, the way that you're what assuming that <laughs> you're assuming
1: that based on you assuming
0: that based on uh based on what you know and you and are able earlier to interpret confirmed
2: it. that everything is what it is. When I asked you, is everything is what it is? Do you agree? And when I, you said yes, I agree. Sure. You just. Uh, a breath ago. Yeah, I'm, yeah and I'm uh, I'm agreeing again, so go on. What's your point? You A second ago, you said that's not now. You're assuming
0: that everything is what it is. Well, which is it? Uh, it, it just because something is what it is doesn't mean it's it's knowable or observable. You're not getting okay, knowledge about the world. You,
2: but do you agree with me that objective reality exists, even if you and I are deaf, blind, and dumb, and we just cannot observe it? No, that's it, the it, whole it, fucking
0: point of this <laughs> argument. Rucka, I'm
2: arguing that it doesn't.
0: That's that it my argument. doesn't
2: exist. Yes. So everything isn't what it is, per se.
0: No. I, look, saying hmm. something is what it is yeah. gets, gets us nowhere. It, we're just jerking each <laughs> other off, trying to like play little mind games like, oh, it is what it is. I know something about the world. But you don't. You don't know shit about the world. It's a philosophical mind game. You're not observing anything. Okay. You're not measuring something. It's not scientific. It's philosophy. So A is A. Or not, or that's t- logic. There's you can't measure a is a. Well, okay, but so here's okay.
1: Bottle is bottle. Things are what they are. Whoa, whoa, oh, prove that fucking bottle exists. Don't throw it at me. See, here's <laughs> hold the on, thing. Hold on, <laughs> Maddox. No, don't throw it at you. Don't throw it at you. How it, do you know it exists? Don't exist? throw it at me. How you do you done know done. it'll hit your head? How <laughs> do you know you exist? Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on,
2: Maddox, Maddox, Maddox. Yeah. This bottle is you. I don't know. This bottle is a bottle. Is that what you're saying? I, look, this is uh, a shitty why? example. Why you won't fucking debate? Fine. It, okay. Well, whatever you think it is is. A, is a, don't you fucking throw it. I'm not gonna, gonna throw it. it. Right? That's a promise. <laughs> not that. Not that you can make promises in an uncertain world. Yeah. And we I'm don't just, even know what's I'm gonna happen. I'm trying to have a very throw. simple conversation. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Yes. This bottle is a bottle. Yeah.
0: Do you agree? Go, great. Yes. You do agree. I guess. Uh, from what I can tell, it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So objective reality exists. Uh, but an item is what it is. That's one example. That's one cherry picked example, shithead. What about this? <laughs> the screen behind you is it moving right now? Is the is the video? You, moving? You're so mad at one example being used to 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 to
2: say something. You're the one using the fucking fraction of a fucking Adams, fucking scrotum to say. <laughs> oh, Heisenberg says nothing is knowable. <laughs>
0: the exceptions make the rules. What? Yeah, it's it's the exceptions okay, make the rules. Uh, let me let me ask you this, James. What are the most important numbers in mathematics?
1: Uh, what there's, I, there's, are you, you going like to say? Zero and zero. Uh, Oh, zero, 1, E, pi, and I. Correct. Yeah. 0, 1, five. E, pi, yeah. and I.
0: And that's because and that's e and because I are, everything. are Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
2: wow. Uh, Thank God I didn't go to school. I still... <laughs> I don't have to remember all these extra numbers.
0: <laughs> okay, these, hold on. Science is gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Okay, what were you going to say, James? You were excited a second ago. Right,
1: now. right. So let's address the frog in the room you brought in earlier okay let's say let's say there was a frog person yeah a a dude who had frog senses but he had a rational capacity like like a person okay okay he has different senses than we do his eyes can see perhaps different colors his ears can hear different frequencies of sounds maybe um maybe he has a whole nother sense where he's like keenly attuned to vibrations whatever right okay he has all these senses okay yeah he has to use his mind, his frog mind, to interpret that material. Right. The, and that material that comes in is what it is. And, the, and his senses are the way that they are. And so that material interacts with his senses in a certain way. And so yeah. what he sees is objectively true. It's objective fact, the things he perceives. Now, he can err when trying to interpret that. And so what he's got to do, he's got to say like, oh, okay, I think it's this way. But then he sees or feels something else that goes against that, oh, I have to revise my theory. Whereas what we do, we have different senses, that just means we have different information to work with. It's still information that's true. It doesn't change it doesn't change the way reality is. Real, it and it doesn't change the fact that uh, and and we could still come to agreements. We'd have to reach the same knowledge through different means because we have different sensations, but J- it would the... still be the same set of knowledge, same reality we're both looking at. We just yes. see we just get different uh, datas from it the assumption that you're making here is that frogs
0: and humans are units discrete packets of thinking and they all think and and interpret things the same way which is the fundamental flaw in your argument I think in this debate because people, Clearly interpret things differently based on their life experiences, based on how they construct it, based on what they remember. Hmm. Different people will remember different things because they're observing different things. And sometimes they want to observe different things. And sometimes they want to find a conclusion. And you cannot – that's not even something that you can control for in in an experiment. You can't even control for that. You can't control for someone's life experiences, their culture, their upbringing, their surroundings, mm. and what they're looking for to observe. True. That's fundamentally unscientific. looking for love.
2: Yeah, so again, it's amazing how much people have been able to accomplish on this earth with, with the fact that they're all looking for something else. The fact that they come from a different family. The it's fact they come from a different Ruka. culture.
0: Just because you cannot – look, again, just because you cannot – uh, have a an objective framework of reality that is objective to all people simultaneously doesn't mean you cannot also be productive in this weird fucked up reality that we're living in
2: yeah, it's amazing how much people have been able to accomplish considering the fact that everything's so uncertain. Thank and, you and, and, for agreeing and, and, with me. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. And, and they, they're able to build a fucking tall building uh, and a bridge. Uh, even though Heisenberg might knock it down at
1: any moment. <laughs> and 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 let's and let's clarify something. Objective doesn't mean the same. You know, like and you yeah, know, how does it I'm, not? Okay, well list here's how. It's my, here yeah. how. Like I've I've focused on learning about math mm. and physics mm. and I've done my best to come to um objective conclusions about it conclusions that aren't based on what i feel should be true but based on just the facts that i see
0: yeah you have your entire master's thesis is about quantum entanglement which is a hotly debated hotly contested area right but of i
1: i'm i'm attempting to be objective and i think i succeeded and i see the fact and so as a result i interpret the facts a certain way but and i not, think that's, that, that that's other not... people and by the way i think i think other these other scientists they aren't interpreting it objectively what actually happened with my master's thesis was i said i i laid it out and i said i think there's a faster than light causal interaction and they said like that's insane i said okay well why is it insane what facts what facts or or reasoning goes against what i said and they said like well it goes against einstein i said okay well einstein didn't have the knowledge we have now that i'm working with and they said like okay so you think you're smarter than einstein i'm like well no like but that's that's Mm -hmm. irrelevant i said like I said, like, I, I, I told them, I want to hear some actual evidence against my point. And they were just essentially all they could bring to bear was that they were uncomfortable with my very different interpretation of the facts. Which is not an argument. Which is not objective. They're right. they're they're going by their feelings and they now it's an ad hominem attack in a sense. Yeah, yeah, and appeal and and, to authority. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely.
2: Einstein says it. It must be true. Yeah, absolutely. Appeal to authority. That's what right. that's
1: mm-hmm. what they did. And and uh, if and I think they saw and I I, I <laughs> pointed this out and they were like oh, okay and then they eventually let me have my master's thesis mm-hmm. or or my master's degree. But uh, you know. It, So, so, you know, it's possible to choose objective ways to look at reality and it's possible to go by things that aren't really facts.
0: I don't think you I think objective does mean consistent. It, okay. it does have
1: to oh, be consistent. Oh, but oh, but, but it, yeah, it's it's consistent, but just because two people are objective doesn't mean they will focus on the same things in life. I'm focused on physics and I learned all this stuff about math and stuff, and then Ruck is focused on how to make music. I don't know jack shit about how to make music. So, but we're both trying our best to learn how best to only, achieve those endeavors. Only
2: someone a renaissance man like Maddox understands both, physics and how to make music. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm real smart. By the way. Sorry.
0: Sorry I'm so smart. What
2: does this have to do with does quantum mechanics disprove objective reality? Maddox, you
0: do you believe objective reality exists? I'm going to argue no. And I'll say this is my concluding argument. We need to wrap this up. I'll give you the final point, but here's my, my final argument. Is that if you have a measuring stick that gives you different results sometimes or can be fooled. It is a worthless measuring stick to consistently gather information about life, about the universe, and it cannot be trusted. And that is exactly what our eyes and ears are because they are fooled all the time. We have cognitive biases. We have biases all the time that we are not even aware of, Uh, some that we are aware of and some that we are not. Like, for example, everybody listening at home right now, imagine yourself walking into a grocery store. Do you turn right or left? How about you guys? You turn right because you you're an
1: automaton. Right. Blah blah determinism. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's it, they found they found that the human <sighs> psychology it's it's first of all that's not even a conscious decision that we're mostly making. It's just it's, it's a it's a behavioral decision that well, just is innate. Who's they? They found. Scientists. How do they know? How can they? So, trust? social their, psychologists. How can these psychologists uh, trust their own conclusions? No, I know what the the bullshit argument you're getting at here. The strawman argument, argument, which is which is if we can't trust the measuring tools, and how can we know anything? But uh, that's what that's you're not, saying. No, I'm saying that uh, that that it is not infallible. Our observations are not infallible if the tools that we use to measure the universe can be fooled sometimes, and that's why that's why it's a weak argument to make. How do you know that though? How do I know what that that we're fallible? Because the tools that we use to measure the universe can be fooled. Right. How'd and you based discover on what? that?
1: How'd you discover based that? Based on what?
0: Based on observation. Based on the same inductive reasoning that you're concluding anything about the universe. How do you, that how do you trust that observation and reasoning? Well, exactly. That's
1: no, why. That's you why trust the fucking observ- No. How do you trust the observation and reasoning that led you to the belief that observation and reasoning were flawed? Well, if they're I, just I, fundamentally I, flawed and they just I mean that
0: yeah that's a recursive argument that that questions the core of our existence, I don't even know how to begin to you answer that. You know, it just that. questions skepticism right, because and that's it. it's a stupid
2: argument to make, it which just... is why we don't, I'm not going to spend my life uh, chasing Heisenberg in circles trying to convince him that that reality is knowable. But when you're saying, oh, they found, by the, the biggest appeal to authority, just uh. citing studies based on you know, what, some foremost academics somewhere, the same people who... See, he hates th- science. The same people who tried burning James El- Elias at the stake yeah, right. for daring to question God himself, Albert Einstein. <laughs> Those same people came up with a study that showed how, how deterministic our choices are. And I'm saying, how do we trust their conclusions that from their studies if, if people are fallible and deterministic?
0: We can only trust to a degree of certainty. So we don't know
2: that those studies are correct.
0: Not to an infinite degree of certainty. Okay,
2: so if those studies are not conclusively correct, that means that
0: people can can make choices. And reality is objective. That's not the conclusion you can make from that. Just because you cannot say with a hundred percent an infinite degree of certainty that something is a fact doesn't mean it's unreliable. And and useless. You're very. Study, you're making the, the argument that it's useless, and it's not. Rucka. The
2: very studies you're citing disprove themselves because they prove that studies are are not enforceable.
0: No, that's that's not at all what it proves. Mm-hmm. I, what it proves is that. We can be tricked. We can be fooled. Our minds, our, our ability to observe the universe, there's a lot, there's way more that we don't know than okay. we know. Listen. We don't even know what 85% of the universe is made up of. Okay. Take the fuck off your high horse, scientist.
2: But <laughs> we, we do know at least that that it exists, but you're citing studies that disprove, essentially they disprove studies. Yeah. You're, you're citing studies, and the more I point that out, you say, oh no, well, I mean, the studies might not be 100%, but they're close. Okay, so you can know something even yeah. if it's not a hundred percent, you're you're it's you're, I'm, a snake eating I'm its own to, tail. You you think like you think I'm the idiot, but you're the one who's having. I don't think you're an idiot. You're the one who's having to chase your tail to disprove proof by using proof against itself. It's like
0: using reason to refute reason. You're you you think that there is just some objective reality, and for for whatever fuck ass reason <laughs> that some people choose not to believe it and choose not to observe it. The same way, like here's the thing: if the objective reality were as objective as it is, then we would have no. Debate. There would be no argument. So there no... isn't objective reality. Oh, a little bit ago, you said that. That's yes, my there... whole fucking. You, you're Rucka. the one who told
2: me there is objective <laughs> oh reality. Thank but you. we just... Thank well, you,
0: Rucka, for the final the one, word. This whole time, James.
2: this whole time, you've been telling me reality is, is existence Sub- does exist, but that we cannot be objective about it.
0: Yeah, we cannot with a with a hundred. But it certainty. it does exist objectively. Uh, depends on the observer. That's my argument.
2: Okay. What if every hum- human being on the planet and in the universe immediately died? Would the universe
0: still exist? I don't know. That's a philosophical question. Okay.
2: All Does right. Does it matter?
0: Hey, what yes, if- it matters. Okay, then let me ask you this. Let's say that there mm-hmm. is a universe right now yeah. that had, that had mm-hmm. a bunch of fucking humans on a planet and every single one died. Does that universe exist? Yes. Oh, really? Prove it. It exists. What, what, what evidence do you have? that existence everything is what it is this
1: presumably is, we is, would see that universe we would be like looking through a universe a telescope or whatever the fuck parallel
0: <laughs> dimension we can't fucking see it look I don't believe that
2: universe you <laughs> just
0: invented exists because you just made it up but well, what universe that, are, that I live in I know exists okay but this universe that exists right yeah. if there's a parallel universe with humans having the same fucking discussion on the second best debate in the universe podcast <laughs> I wonder why we called it that <laughs> <laughs> and if we all got wiped out, uh-huh. th- there would be no evidence that this universe exists to them. And they'd be sitting there having same, some same shit shithead argument with uh, Kaka Ali, their co-host. Over there. <laughs> what does that
2: have to do with any of this?
0: <laughs> that, that you're not—this philosophy, this belief that it is what it is. Like, you don't get information about the universe. It is not useful. But you still believe that it is what it is.
1: Two of the best of our abilities— Okay. What? James, final word. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, so if if things are what they are, then that means they affect our senses in a certain way and they they can't affect our senses in the way that they don't. So as a result, our sense data is irrefutable. The sense data just is what it is. It may be limited and it may be difficult to interpret that sense data, but it's possible because you can always find out, is my interpretation consistent with everything I can see and touch? Okay. Well, that is
0: the that is the debate guys. If you want to vote, go to madcastmedia.com. Check out we're also going to be linking to James's Radical Mathematics Science channel, right? It's, yeah. Okay, we'll link to it math on YouTube. Math Science, yeah. Mostly Math. Mostly, math. Mostly yeah. math. Great. Yeah. Which is uh, uh so
1: important. There's there is such a need for a better way to teach mathematics, I think. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to do is it you can't just summarize the ideas. You have to show their evidence. Yeah. And otherwise yes. you don't freaking understand it. You're ta- yeah. even though it's correct math idea that you've memorized, you're taking it on faith. You have no idea how to apply it. You don't know how it's true. And, and and so we end up with you.
0: Oh, <laughs> James, <laughs> I was about to, like, give you a, a glowing review and back up what you said. I, I, don't, I don't think mm-hmm. I'm going to anymore. So I'm, in fact, I'm just going to, uh, you know what? Let's just hear what? some, you some just more horseshit. give us a wrap-up. You just, hold on.
2: You just spent an hour <laughs> t- 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 saying why nothing is really knowable for sure, and he just, he was saying, yes, if you, t- it, and, but now you're mad at him for saying that you're, that you don't believe anything is knowable.
0: No, that's not. That's not at all why I was mad at him. What for, are you mad at him? Because he threw shade at my oh, math. It, it was. It was shady. <laughs> yeah, it was very shady. Why is shady. math so important to you if nothing is really knowable? Math is well. First of all, math. My dad always says mm. math is the backbone of the universe. And I, I, what, true, which I do believe that. Which universe? Oh God. Yeah, I, I get the point. Rucka, yeah. give us a fucking wrap up already. All right. <laughs> all right.
2: You think this is a joke, don't you? You can't talk, but you think this is all just a game. You think it's just words and fucking and fucking pretty little thoughts, but listen these these things shape us. it shapes the wor- it shapes our culture and in turn shapes the world when the thinkers of the world say that, oh, I don't really know what exists. oh hey, who knows i'm just a I'm just a blind and deaf homo sapien who's very fallible. I don't know what really exists, you then end up. With dictators. You end up with idiots who won't stop shitting on the fucking sidewalk. These things do matter. It'll hold you back in life personally. It'll stop you from having the personal empowerment to grab life by the, I was going to say balls, but instead I'll say grab life by the horns because that's the accurate Oh, how do you know if it's horns or balls? I can't tell the difference. Then, uh, why, how do you decide Maddox if you're going to put a pair of balls or a delicious slice of pizza in your mouth? <laughs> How do you decide? Please, please laugh more quietly. This is the Rucka wrap up. How do you decide? Anyway, these questions do, Matt. All you fucking skeptics, all you fucking new atheists, all you fucking neckbeards who think you're so much fucking smarter than me sitting around with your grimy fucking beard talking about how, oh, yeah, oh, oh that stupid fucking uh, wigger Rucka thinks that reality is knowable. He he hasn't been to college and hasn't listened to enough Sam Harris to know that it's all just a fucking illusion that free will is just a fucking joke. Oh, Rucka, what an you're the ones giving us genius fucking cultural products like Donald Trump. Thank it's you. The
0: wrap up. There it is James. What do you want it? You wanted to ding that? Yeah. A bunch of horse shit.
2: Yeah. But I love the fact that the president doesn't think that that reality exists. Uh, the Donald Trump, the, the bane of your existence who you hate so much, you hate him because he just declares what's true and what's not uh, whimsically. That pisses you off so much when it's exactly what
0: you're arguing for. Oh. Wrong. <laughs> Whoops. My bad. Well, we should get to the debate results from last week's episode. Last week, we debated with Alan Denton whether or not nostalgia is ruining television. James, what do you think? Is it ruining television or
1: not? Oh man, I watched that entire debate, and I'm I still didn't come to a solid conclusion. I'm sick of so much nostalgia. I'll say that. Yeah. Is it ruining? I don't know. There's 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 some good nostalgia out there. Yeah. I would say no, I guess. But I'm I'm fucking sick of it.
0: Well, <laughs> the audience voted with 59% of the debate. No. Wrong answer. <laughs> it is ruining television. That's objective. That comes from the smartest man in the universe is mm. saying that you guys are disagreeing with me. You guys are. Fucking well, wrong. if you believe that even one person can be objective, we're
2: we're getting somewhere.
0: <laughs> My, I'm the yes. only
2: objective person. If, if that, if you even see that you one person is capable of observing reality, yeah. I'm I'm. This was a a, a debate well spent. <laughs> yeah, great because that's
0: exactly what I just did. There you set. go. Great. All right. Now speaking of, does Rucka deserve a promotion? That was the second yeah. part of the debate, <laughs> and with. 53% of the vote. <laughs> Landslide. No. <laughs> what?
2: That's <laughs> nah, a, a close. I want to recount. Yeah. You want to recount? You, how yeah. do you
1: get upgraded from Maharaja anyway? You can't. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, there's there, a lot of spots above that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I, was telling, I was showing James earlier. He's like, "What? so how does the moderation promotion ranking work? Because you are, you are the moderator in training. Okay. All mm-hmm. first-time guests on the show. Are moderators in training?
1: Okay, and then and, you can and mo- second
0: time guess and second sometimes second time. Yeah, until you get promoted, uh, then you can get deputy moderator. All right, you can become municipal moderator, senior municipal moderator. You have deputy cadet moderator. You have the senior commanding deputy moderator. You have the bottom commanding moderator that Ruka was, and then he got promoted from that to a power bottom <laughs> commanding moderator <laughs> at some point. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ranks. Super
2: lieutenant of cum dumpsters.
0: Uh, superintendent. <laughs> superintendent of cum dumpsters at some point because he got a huge demotion one day. <laughs> so you you don't even have to go re- up or down ranks in the in sequence. Oh. I I assume that superintendent of cum dumpsters is the guy who's
2: responsible for pleasuring all of the loose women. <laughs> <laughs> or was it an actual dumpster I had to take out back? Yeah, you have to oh. take it.
0: You have to. You have to dump the cum yeah, dumpster. I have to like wheel it out. And, yeah, you have oh, to wheel it out. That's unfortunate. Very slippery job. Yeah, well,
2: <laughs>
0: got promoted though. Yeah, he actually almost lost that job for drinking on the job. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He let me near that the cum
1: dumpster guy. is an important uh, part yeah. of the 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 whole operations here. Yeah. You gotta yeah, gotta yeah. take that that puppy out.
0: Well, it gets it gets uh, backed up, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: a lot of loads of cum. A lot of a lot of, <laughs> lot of cum. <laughs> you gotta take the sacks out. <laughs> yeah, love your face when we hey, say stuff a like that. Job. job is a job. <laughs> Guys, it's
0: time for some voicemail. I got some voice. I, I got a bunch. Uh, listen, to this here's one from. Boy, this uh, this voice sounds familiar. Listen to this guy.
1: Hey, Maddox. It's Alan Denton. Uh, I'm just calling because I checked the polls on madcastmedia.com. And it looks like people think I won the debate on nostalgia last week. So, you know, that's cool. Anyway, uh, hope you're well. Hope you're not taking the news too hard or blaming yourself because, honestly, it's my fault. I should have warned you that anyone who tried debating me was destined to lose. So that's totally on me. Don't Don't blame yourself. All right, see ya.
0: Of yeah, the week. that's right, Alan Denton, douchebag of the week. <laughs> who does that? Which who calls in and gloats? <laughs> what? Uh, this show is not about gloating. <laughs> anyway, it's a great show. Um, here's another voicemail. Uh, Ruka, this is a question for you. Oh what's boy, Listen to this one.
2: So what the hell, Rucka just said that the My Little
1: Pony show is made for for adults by adults. I want to ask him a question. What TV show is made by children? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, Raka. What, what TV show is made by children?
1: Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ooh. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> James, throwing shade. How yeah,
0: about <laughs> kids say the darndest things? It's, not, it's Again, that's, those are adults who are turning on the lights there, keeping the lights <laughs> on in the <laughs> they studio. Knew they do turn the lights on. Yeah. It's the town. Yeah. Yeah. The kid, kids can't even reach the light mm-hmm. switch. Uh, here's another call. So we had we had a caller a couple shows back who called in and said his name was Christian, but he, he made a joke that he was an atheist. And then we had another caller call in. I guess it was a different person calling himself the Christian atheist. So the original Christian atheist called in to make a correction. Listen to this. Hey, Lord Maddox, it's me. I just wanted to call in and say, you know, it's really weird that he keeps saying I'm the real Christian atheist. Like, I know this guy, like. We work together, his name's Tom, and he's not even a fucking atheist, he's a Jew. And I don't get why he wants to be called the real Christian atheist. Like, he knows that's my title, and I don't get why he can't just accept that. Uh, you know, maybe it's just tough that he just wants to be a part of something, but he's not. He's just Tom the Jew. That's uh, <laughs> it's just weird. Fuck <laughs> Will. Oh, oh, oh. Damn, Tom. Oh. The real Christian atheist called out Tom the Jew.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I can't
0: wait to hear from Tom the Jew next episode, next week. Um, Here's another voicemail. This is uh, about uh, the Twilight Zone and nostalgia. We talked about nostalgia last week. Listen to this.
2: Maddox and Rocco, you idiots. That episode (laughs) of the Twilight Zone you talked about was a retelling of the gift of the Magi. It was in itself a nostalgic episode.
0: Yeah, and then we got what? we got another call pointing out the same thing. Listen to this guy. Hey, dumb shit.
2: The <laughs> name of the story is the gift of the magi. Where it cuts off where the lady cuts off her hair to so buy the guy who watch, and the guy sells his watch to buy her a fucking aircraft. Gift of the Magi. And the name of the fucking
1: movie is Talking the Magi <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that episode. <laughs> Of the Week. We can have two.
0: Another douchebag. Oh, we've <laughs> had plenty of douchebags of the week. Yeah, and keep keep up with that shade, James. We, we may have a third. We'll see. Yeah. We'll all see. right, all right. Yeah. So, gift of the Magi. Thanks for the corrections, shitheads. So polite. These these uh, these callers. These fans. Um, here's another call. Uh, this guy. This guy agrees with you a little bit, Rucka. Listen Finally. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to start this out by saying this, but I kind of agree with Rucka on the whole, I don't like seeing Mario from behind thing. I only want to see him from the side. don't want no fucking weird-ass RPG adventure. Just give me a goddamn side-scroller where I jump on Goombas and collect mushrooms and flowers. Now, let's talk a little bit about nostalgia. And I know this is going to strike a chord with you, Maddox, but let's talk about the king, Godzilla. Uh, we all remember the horrible pile of shit that was the 1998 Godzilla movie. All excited, hadn't seen what the monster was going to look like. Walked out wanting my money back. And the new American, the legendary Godzilla, I walked out of that fucking movie with a boner, staring the shit out of everybody <laughs> in the lobby. So yeah, nostalgia can be good and it can be bad. Uh, fuck a Nazi and punch a Rucka. Hey, there it is. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Here's a here's another call. This guy this guy's calling in about a prediction I made a couple episodes ago about how there would be a taco burger in 2018. Well, this guy says that uh, Burger King came close. Listen, to this. Hey, Lord Maddox, love the pack, love the podcast, and uh, Ruka, you're, you're all right too, I guess, even though you got a <laughs> erection just by listening,
2: just by private property screwing over regular people. Anyways, <laughs> um, listen, Maddox,
0: I wanted to tell you that your prediction for Taco Bell creating a burger burrito, dude. Burger King beat them to it. In 2016, they introduced an item called Whopperito, which is essentially a freaking uh, a burger inside of a tortilla, but with queso sauce. So um, that happened, and it looked disgusting. Anyway, you have a good work, uh, Erica. You're all right though. Punch a Nazi. Bye. Yeah, the burger... It sounds like a burger burrito.
2: Yeah. Can't imagine why a guy who preoccupies himself with the latest taco inventions would be bitter towards more successful people having their property rights
0: enforced. What? (laughs) Oh, I see. Okay. I made an argument for not going home for the holidays. This guy's calling in to call me out about that a couple episodes ago. Listen to this.
2: I like how all of Maddox's responses to why you shouldn't go home for the holidays are my family is shitty
0: <laughs> yeah that's the whole fucking argument <coughs> shithead why else wouldn't you want to go home for the holidays if you had a good family there if you had a good family yes go home for the holidays i think a lot of people don't
1: i have a good family <laughs>
0: great wow <laughs> so cool james james with a b- good family quantum take with master's thesis
2: <laughs> you got everything <laughs> Does your family know you you dared
1: question Einstein himself? They're still getting over it, but uh, you yeah. know it's it's a it's a process of healing. It's their you know. Trump Hillary debate during the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> it's it very heated. Right, Einstein versus me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Here's another caller. This is from Jesse P.S. from Cringe versus Cringe on our own network and the Pod Awful show. Listen to this. Hey, it's Jesse from Pod Awful. So Maddox. Lenny Bruce is just a sad old alcoholic standing there rambling on and on about nothing while nobody laughs. Sounds a lot like he paved the way for podcasters.
1: (laughs) Okay, bye.
0: (laughs) Called it. (laughs) Jesse has so much contempt for podcasts and podcasters. But he does three of them a week, <laughs> three, three shows every week. That guy is a, a podcast machine. There's like podcasts spring. up. He he made the, uh, the the case during the bonus episode, which is now available on our website. The new ah, bonus shit. episode. He made the he he was saying that um, figs aren't exotic fruits because they just follow Armenians around. <laughs> <laughs> I would say he's the same way with podcasts. Anyway, check out uh, offal and Cringe versus Cringe. But we should get to some. Quick news headlines from around the web. Guys, I don't know why every now and then I'll see a news headline that just pisses me the fuck off. And I don't know why this is one of them. But uh, is from BBC. It says a mass dab was done for a boy who died in his sleep. So a bunch of kids got together and did a dab Mm -hmm. for this kid. Hundreds of people have taken part in a two-minute dab in honor of a six-year-old boy who died before Christmas. Uh, And this should be a heartwarming story, but it just makes my dick shrivel with anger. Uh, Daniel Daniel Harris, who loved the popular dance move, died unexpectedly in his sleep. On the 23rd of December, friends and family gathered in his home village of Fernwood in Newark, Nottinghamshire. Fucking, how many names does this city have?
1: There's just a lot of levels yeah, with of England, levels. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Townships and I, stuff.
0: Heidi Browning, a friend who organized the event, described him as a very smiley little boy. I mean, it's sad that the kid died, but this this dab, a mass dab for the kid... I, mean, I don't I don't know what a dab is. Oh, so. it's like when you dab on the haters, I think. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> Rucka's low gang. So yeah. well, that's it's
2: actually a, a Jake Pauler. Oh, it's a Jake thing, Paul So yeah. get your fucking facts right. Oh, you ignorant. Oh, foremost academic doesn't know where the fucking dab oh. comes from. Oh,
0: excuse me, old man. <laughs> By the
2: way, you're like naming where he's from and what county. And why don't you get down to the fucking molecule? Why don't you get down to the mo-
1: molecular level? <laughs> yeah. How can he, you even he he be is? sure that yeah, was yeah. the dude who w- we're actually talking about unless mm-hmm. you got down to the molecule? Yeah. Exactly.
0: That's that's my point. That's my argument. So ha- why are, how are you reading that
2: story if it never happened? anyway sorry that the way a bunch of six-year-olds mourned the death of their friend (laughs) is not to your liking
0: you know in the article too it said a dab is when somebody puts their hand up to their elbow and then throws their other hand out in the air so, uh, to the side So that's what a dab is Basically the, the thing that If you guys are watching on YouTube Rucka just did a dab a second ago Rucka you want to demonstrate a dab for us again? I think it's like this okay, I'm, I'm not, he's, I'm not, not a, a Hitler Pauler. salute. No yeah, I think Well Hitler salute is this Okay But this is like this Yeah and then your hand goes into the The pivot of your elbow So like, so like this Yeah Yeah that's a dab It's a dab Oh man everyone watching on YouTube
1: <laughs> Yeah Wait what's wrong with this? It's just corny as shit Mm-hmm. Um,
0: right. Yeah. Alt right Trump supporters attempt to arrest the London mayor, Sadiq Khan. Mm. This is from Newsweek. In a video posted on Twitter, one protester says, Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today to make a non violent, peaceful citizen's arrest. Now, you know these guys are morons based on that first sentence because
1: non violent implies peaceful dipshit. You don't have to say both. And it also involves, you know, not forcibly remove, removing <laughs> someone. <laughs> like, you could you could claim the violence was justified, but you can't claim it's nonviolent. It's not, we're nonviolently going to forcefully remove you from your right. job. Right, yeah, yeah. As secu- it is and it isn't. Yeah. As
0: security appeared to usher out the protesters, they were jeered and heckled by the crowd who had come to see Khan's speech, but one protester refused to leave. We stand under common law jurisdiction, he said, as quoted by Sky News. If you touch us, You'll be done for common assault. Please stand back and do not touch us. (laughs) As they are there to non-violently remove and touch the mayor. We're not leaving. We've paid for tickets. (laughs) (laughs) These protesters showed up and they're trying to say that they, they, they have a right to be there because they paid for a ticket. Even though they're there to arrest the mayor. And the mayor, by the way, doesn't have a right to be there because he's being arrested. Even though it's his event. (laughs) So it says, Khan reportedly sat down and flicked through a newspaper as he waited for the commotion to die down and the protesters to be escorted out. After they had been let out, Khan aimed another jab at President Trump and said, it is a pleasure to be here even though we were distracted by the actions of what some would call very stable geniuses. (laughs) He said, referring to last week's Trump tweet in which Trump referred to himself as
1: a very stable genius. I'm a very stable genius. Isn't this just the rights version of, instead of punching a Nazi, arrest a commie?
0: No. The rights version of punching a Nazi is punching someone who disagrees with them in terms of flag burning. Just go on YouTube, and there's tons of videos of hard-ass Marines chasing after someone or punching someone out because they burned... There, The American flag.
1: Yeah, okay, that's, well, yeah, that's wrong. Well, you have a right to burn your own property. That's the thing it's, that- It's disrespectful, you shouldn't, but yeah. you have and the if right. Those,
2: if those Marines that punch people for burning the flag, if there was like a big group of them marching down the street, smashing ATMs and intimidating everybody, I would definitely want the police or if necessary, military active military to stomp that shenanigan
0: out immediately and let everybody know that they're safe okay we're talking about punching nazis and and punching people you disagree with and it happens on the right and it happens on the left true i have one more headline here this is scary this actually happened today it's from new york times it says alert about missile bound for hawaii was sent in error officials say and there's a screenshot on this news article from hawaii from a person who got a text message the text message says emergency alert Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's just happened.
0: This actually happened. An early morning emergency alert mistakenly warning of an incoming ballistic missile attack was dispatched to cell phones across Hawaii early Saturday morning, setting off widespread panic in a state that was already on high emotional alert because of escalating tensions between the United States and North Korea. Man, that's really scary. Can you imagine getting that text message? Officials recalled the alert about 40 minutes after it was issued in in a scramble or confusion over why it happened. Outrage was immediately expressed by state officials among people who live in what is normally a famously tranquil part of the Pacific. Officials said the alert resulted from human error and was not the work of hackers or a foreign government. At no time, officials said, was there any indication that nuclear attacks had been launched on the United States and the public must have confidence in our emergency alert system, said the governor. I'm working to get to the bottom of this so we can prevent this type of error in the future, yeah, I'll say we should definitely
1: get to the bottom of that kind of uh that kind of error anyway those how How are the is headlines. that even an error like oh oh oh, I didn't mean ballistic missile, I meant sandwich like what wait no uh, yeah yeah whatever
0: whatever <laughs> whatever system is in place that can cause somebody to send out a nuclear ballistic missile alert needs to be fixed so that it's not one person. I would say that that's that should be equally guarded as almost like uh launching a nuclear missile. You know how they have to have a two-person system where they have two people agree? Mm-hmm. Um I actually heard there was a very interesting uh, I think it was on RadioLab a very interesting episode about the guy who is in control of the launch, the missile launch in the, you know, in the 60s like during the Cuban missile crisis and this and that. And it was all it was just assumed up to that point in history that if you got a call from the president, the red the red phone answers that you are supposed to launch the missile. And nobody questioned that. They said, okay, that's uh, just universally what we should do. Until one guy was in charge of launching the missiles, and he raised the question. He said, well, what? how can we trust the president? How do we know if the president, you know, the supreme authority of our land, that he's not compromised or if he's acting rationally? Shouldn't there be another body or somebody, like... Uh, you know, somebody who who intervenes in that. And it wasn't really questioned up until the Nixon era when Nixon was impeached and people started questioning the credibility of the presidency uh, on that level, uh, whether or not they're acting in the best interest of their country. And that's something that I think maybe we should look at for this kind of system, because if you send out a
1: nuclear ballistic missile alert, people are going to lose their fucking minds. There's going to be rioting, there's going yeah. to be looting. I'm surprised we're not hearing reports of people getting injured from this. We may. I mean, this yeah, just happened. Just so happened, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. A lot of pregnancies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, James, thank you again for joining us. Thanks so for where me. where again can people find you? Oh, it's uh,
1: it's just on YouTube. That's Radical Mathematics. Radical Mathematics. We'll yeah. link to it. Please check
0: out James's channel. James, moderator in training, physicist. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Raka Raka Maharaja of moderation. Yeah thank you to everyone listening but most of all you're welcome <laughs> hey god i fuck i fucked up god <laughs> damn it, i'm calling back <laughs> oh man i love those
2: hey there don't forget to subscribe to madcast shows on
1: itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast app Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.